Hello everyone, the Stiletto Surgeon Podcast is back. I want to thank all of those who listen in for being patient over the last few months as I really had to prioritize and regroup with the start of my very own plastic surgery practice. Woohoo! So, welcome to the new and improved Porous Plastic Surgery Podcast hosted by yours truly, the Stiletto Surgeon, and today with special guest in my right hand here at the office, Gina. Hi, Hi Gina. Hello. Welcome. All right, now let's get down to business, shall we? A lot has happened in the last six months, and since this is my first podcast as a now practicing plastic surgeon, I will tell you the jump from training to actual practice is absolutely exhilarating. Freedom is so sweet, and being able to integrate back into society from what I like to call institutionalism is such a wonderful, social, and normal feeling. I don't know about anybody else doing the same thing for a really long time, but you can really lose yourself or become caught up in a way of life you never really wanted. We all kind of know what that looks like. When I took that leap out, I felt really awkward, unsure, and scared. But what I quickly realized was that life was truly awesome on the other side, and now it was my time to truly live it. So that's what I've been trying to figure out over the last six months, is how to really live my life in this new life that I've sort of created. So let me fuel some excitement to those that are listening who are still sort of on that other side. Don't worry, guys. The best is yet to come. If you love your job now, you're going to really love it when you finally have some control. Woohoo, control. Who knew what that looked like in residency and fellowship, right? I encourage you to find what you love to do, and I mean what you really love to do, not what your favorite attending likes, what you think may make you the most money or provide you the most prestige. You gotta be real with yourself. What do you really love? What makes you tick? And that's what I found, and that's what makes me so happy every day. Now, as you all know, freedom is a really wonderful feeling, but it does come with added responsibility, right? I mean, this is what our parents taught us when we learned to drive, you know, be responsible, but you get freedom, which is so exciting. And this is what life looks like for me now. I get to decide when I wake up on most days and when I get to leave my office on most days, but most importantly, what I get for lunch, which is really exciting. And mostly what makes me happy is that I get to slow down and truly give my patients my true all. I deliver care how I have always wanted to. It's every day, it's a new challenge, of course, absolutely. There are super big challenges that I've had to overcome and figure out, but with these challenges, I learn and I grow and something always changes for the better. And the last six months really felt like somewhat like intern year of residency all over again, in a good way though, way less tears and definitely no mean chief residents. So that's a good thing. So anyways, I would say looking back on the last six months, I'm pretty happy where I am. So Dr. Forrest, with all that said, would you do it all over again? So I'll say this, I would absolutely do it all over again in a heartbeat. Now, If you had talked to me six months ago at the end of 15 years of all that medical and surgical training, I would say, heck no, not on my life. The road was way too long. I would never do it again. But I'll tell you, now that I'm really doing what I love and how I love to do it, 
I have such a professional satisfaction and I really feel spectacular. I mean, it's really hard for me to go home at 5 p.m. Like I just love what I'm doing. I love seeing patients. I love plastic surgery. It's truly my passion. So, you know, as long as that road was to get here, I think truly the light at the end of the tunnel um, and the satisfaction I feel every day was completely worth it. So yes, I would do it completely over again. And it doesn't feel like work, right? Because I love doing it. And that's another big thing. So yeah, good question. You're right about all of that. That's absolutely true. So why did you want to start a practice versus join a group or hospital? That is a very good question and something I did not take lightly. I really thought about this for a long time. Um, And really what it ended up coming down to, and there's really a zillion reasons why I decided to go into private practice um, versus group versus academia. Um, But perhaps I'll say this, being true to who I was and really doing some soul searching about myself um, is what really led me to the decision. Um, I'll tell you, I had a a bunch of other um, influencers. You know, I come from a line of entrepreneurs. Uh, some in my family might say rebels, uh, mostly. So organically, the thought of being my own boss was more exciting than it was daunting to me. I knew there'd be hurdles to climb. I knew there would be daily things I didn't understand. But that was sort of exciting. Um, you know, something new, a new challenge to grow and learn. You know, I also had some great mentors. You know, I talk a lot about Dr. Roxanne Guy, who absolutely is my idol. Dr. Douglas Wagner, who I talk to almost every day. And Dr. Steve Eubanks. They're all mentors of mine throughout my life. Um, And this is just to name a few. There are many more. But who have really encouraged me and always sort of guided me and told me that you can really do it if you set your mind to it. And, you know, there's just certain people in life that when they are in your corner, they just promote you to do better and to rise to the occasion, no matter how scary something seems. So with them in my corner, I knew I would do good. And then, of course, my family, you know, they were all behind me. And let me tell you, support is everything. You cannot do this alone. I don't care who you are, but to start a business, a small business, a private practice, whatever kind of business you're starting, not even medical, I'm doing it alone. I just can't even imagine. So um, whether you have to have hired help um, or you have your family support, just having somebody is really important. Um, And I had that. So it really kind of propelled me again. Um, You know, so the other the, the other thing I'll say about it and more on the patient side, you know, starting a small business is the same no matter what industry you're in. But what sets medicine into a different category is that our commodity is human. Our outcomes or sales are all human. Our interactions, they don't leave you with a remodeled home. They leave you with scars and fears, right? So with those fears and expectations of mine, I really set out to deliver something different. I always wanted to deliver care to patients that was quote unquote easy. Um, You know, throughout residency, I saw so many patients struggle with the system. I struggled with the system sometimes for patients, and it really made dealing with their diseases and their surgeries so much harder. I really thought to myself, if I could just take some of this burden away from them, wouldn't that just be awesome? Wouldn't it be wonderful patient care? And the reality and truth is the satisfaction in making someone's day better because something is more efficient and because it's easier for them really truly lights me up. I mean, I just love it. I love when a patient calls and texts me because they're scared, right? I mean, those are the easiest calls and texts 
and the easiest things to work through because you know better than they what to be scared about and you can walk them hand in hand through that. You know, or when they call you Gina and they say, I hear them say, thanks Gina, like that was so easy. Um, And it just really, it makes my day. It's the reason that we tick. It's the reason I love my job so much and, and really why I figured private practice would be my best bet. You know, I'm here to worry and I'm gonna do my best to take those fears away from my patients. So, you know, I just didn't think I would have that ability and that level of control if I was with somebody else. And maybe I would have, but I knew for me that this was going to be my best shot at it. And, you know, at 36, 37 years old, this was it. You know, I'm getting older. I'm no spring chicken. So here we go. Um, And I took the leap. So thank you. That was a good question. And I know that all of your patients are happy that you have your own private practice as well um, (laughs) because you do firsthand give them the best care through in and throughout their whole entire process. So I know they're thankful and I'm thankful for you as well. So another question I have for you, um, what was the hardest thing about starting a practice? Oh, the hardest thing. Um, You know, there are a few hard things. I'll tell you, getting over, um, everybody talks about this word imposter syndrome or feeling like you're an imposter in what you're trying to do, that you're not capable enough to achieve the goal you've set out to because there's someone that's probably better than you. Um, You know, that really went through my mind for a long time. Like, um, and it was it was tough to think to myself as a boss and as a leader and as somebody that could run a surgical practice as well as be a surgeon. Um, and I thought to myself, like, what am I doing? Like, I don't do this. I shouldn't do this. I'm not good enough to do this. And, and really, those are just stupid thoughts that you have to learn to squash and not listen to. Because if you listen to those thoughts throughout your entire life, you would never move forward, right? So that was really the hard thing for me in the beginning. Um, you know, then it sort of transitioned to, well, I'm, I'm here, I'm in it, I got to figure it out or fake it till I make it or whatever, you know, fig- figure it out as I go. And so for me, from there, learning how to be an owner and realizing um, that the world does not move at a surgeon's pace, um, which taught me very quickly that I needed to increase my patience um, and not my patient. Uh, with a T, but my patience and just be understanding that things do move a little bit slower sometimes. And as an owner, as a boss, as a leader, I need to be accepting of that and be patient, especially when uh, my biggest thing, like I said, is all about efficiency and time and making things easy. Sometimes things are out of your control and you just have to learn to, you know, chill out, take a chill pill. You know, of course, juggling the opening with moving from Ohio and going out of fellowship and juggling the kids and my husband and, you know, finishing that and taking my board exams, all of those things were tough. But, you know, just like anything, you take one day at a time and you get through it and each little success is another little milestone that you check off. Um, I will say something that I still struggle with um, that I had to quickly learn was I'm very much a task checker, meaning if there's an email that pops up on my phone, I have to check it and answer it. Or if there's a text message that's outstanding, I need to respond to it. Um, And that very quickly, when you own your own business, can be almost an overwhelming feat. Um, There are days that I just felt like I was so underwater because I just couldn't get to it all. So I had to really learn that it was okay to leave work on the table and go home, turn it off, 
spend time with my kids, eat dinner. Um, and then look, if I needed to jump back on later, I could or finish it tomorrow. You know, the world's not ending. Like as much as COVID feels like it sometimes, it's all there tomorrow. And a lot of it just works itself out by the next day anyways. So I that was also a struggle. Um, you know, of course, most of us that come out of training um, have zero, zero financial and billing um education. I mean, we get a little bit towards the end of of training, but really nowhere in the zillion years of training did I learn finance, billing, coding, what it means to make money and what it means to lose money, um, how to, you know, do QuickBooks, all of that stuff. So it, we're talking like business 101. Um, and so that to me, I think was the most daunting and overwhelming. Um, I really had to seek my team for this. I, you know, I've got my accountants, I've got my husband who's really good at finance. I've got a practice consultant, Amy Anderson, who, let me just tell you, she's absolutely a lifesaver and the bomb. Um, anybody that, I'll give her a plug here, anybody that needs a practice consultant, please call Amy Anderson. Um, she rocks. So. But really, I mean, I call her, I call everybody daily about questions I have, and you just have to be afraid not to ask questions and and uh, try to not go in blind. But sometimes you just, you gotta take the leap because you just don't know and just hope it's the right one. Um, I will say this, for anybody out there um, behind me, I will tell you my biggest recommendation is spend some time with your attendings biller whether it's their staff that does the billing or there's a billing department, go pick a patient you operated on and go through billing, beginning of the patient's billing to the end of what it takes to get paid. And this is gonna give you a glimpse of what it's what life is like in the real world, in the insurance world potentially. And let me just tell you, insurance sucks, period. Game over, end of story. Right, Gina can tell you. Insurance, it just sucks. It's just no fun. So, you know, but but especially when you're trying to learn it all for the first time, it's a completely different language. Um, so, you know, I definitely encourage anybody to, that's the best way to do it, is just, you know, pick somebody and just follow along throughout their billing cycle um, until you can kind of figure it out. You'll never truly know until you have to actually do it. That's really the, the long and short of it. So yeah, that's probably the the hardest things about starting a practice. I'm sure there's a zillion more, but you know, it's outweighed by all of the good. <laughs> the standout ones. That yeah. Do. Okay, so what are some lessons that you've learned so far? Ooh, lessons that I've learned. Um, so I think I continue to have to learn to really truly take my time to understand things completely. A lot of times with efficiency, you can cut corners and you can think you're understanding things completely, but you truly don't get the full scope. So I've really had to learn to slow down, read the fine print, cross my T's, dot my I's, because the reality is in the in the real world, um, when you don't have perfection, you just end up costing yourself time and money. And really, to be honest with you, the most uh, expensive thing is time. So that's that's really where I've had to really slow down and take my time and try to understand things. The other thing that's huge for me, throughout my life I've learned this the hard way, but if it doesn't feel right, it isn't. And that applies to everything. 
that implies to hiring staff, that implies to buying products, that applies to doing something in the operating room or treating a patient. If something doesn't feel right, it probably isn't. So you really have to learn to listen to yourself first. And really, if my gut tells me something's not right, I've not, it's rarely wrong. And unfortunately, experience has taught me this the hard way. I mean, how many times can you say to yourself, dang it, like if I just listened to that little voice in my head that told me don't, you know, I would have been so much better off. So really being able to cue in to that that little voice is huge. The other one is be human, be real, and be authentic. Don't try and be another plastic surgeon, right? I mean, there's a zillion of us out there, especially on Instagram. Don't try and do something on social media just to trend, quote unquote, but be the trend. Be different. Be amazing. Be yourself. Because at the end of the day, that's what matters. That's what's going to bring you happiness. And that's what patients are going to see. And they're going to love you for it. And they're going to relate to you for it. They're not going to relate to you because you're just like, you know, Dr. So-and-so down the block. Um, who's, you know, who's trending? So um, I did have to learn that because it's very easy to get caught up in, into that Um, sort of social media haze that we have now. Um, The other thing I've learned is be paranoid, be afraid, be cautious, but don't let it paralyze you. You know, don't let your fears hold you back because it's so often that we see that and a lot of people are like, well, I don't think I'm capable of doing something like that. Yes, you are. Yes, you can. You can totally do it. Trust me, if I can do it, you can do it. Period. End of story. Um, The other thing, don't overcommit yourself, okay? So reps and events are going to start going crazy at you. I mean, you're going to have all these awesome things to do. It's like, you know, getting into college, you know, your freshman year of college, you have all this free fun time and events and all kinds of cool things to do. But just remember that your main goal in your first year is to be safe and to be a good surgeon and get through your board collection and, you know, make sure that your practice is doing well and you're not going underwater, all of those things. The rest will come. You know, don't let everybody else overwhelm you. Take time to figure it out uh, and don't overcommit yourself. Um, But most importantly, here's the biggest thing. Have fun, love, and be passionate about what you do every day. If you don't like something, simply don't do it. And it is that easy. Just say no period, end of story. And that's really all I have. I mean, that's a million, There's a, like I said, there's a million things I could probably say, but I really think that, um, you know, those are kind of the biggest heavy hitter lessons that I could say right now. Um, so. And what do you think our patients say? Ooh, well, I know you get some feedback <laughs> up there. Um, you know, I think just from the, the feedback that I've received so far, I feel like the my mission of opening this private practice has been met. And what I mean is most patients would probably say that I'm truly committed to them like my own family. I spend the time during their consultations, you know, to get to know them, to help them truly understand what it is that they're here for. Um, You know, from the perioperative discussion to the postoperative discussion, just taking the time to hold their hand through the process. I really believe communication's everything. And I think that, you know, you can have bad outcomes and you can, you know, make mistakes as a human, but as long as you communicate and you're honest and you're humble, you know, I think that that translates into good patient's care. So I think that our patients are feeling that, um, at least I hope they are. So 
that's that seems to be the vibe I get for sure. Yeah, I've had nothing but great feedback and it's awesome so that's great yeah I mean I get great feedback about Gina all the time y'all I mean I've gotten emails you can see the reviews on our website I mean Gina when I hired Gina I knew she was a little bit of a Minnie Mouse Mary Poppins just absolutely beautiful gorgeous smile and it's truly she has made this practice what it is so um, you know, truly, she's really your your go-to with everything. So thank you, like Gina. I, thank you. Thank you for the compliment. And like I said, I, I love to get to know the patients from the second they call until up until whatever they decide to do. It's fun to get to know them and be along on the journey with them. Okay, so the final question of the day is, do you have any advice for those that want to start a business or medical surgical practice? Yes. Okay. So you can do it. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the biggest thing is just believe in yourself. You can do it. You can make your dreams come true. Um, You know, just make sure you have some some support in your corner. I think that's the biggest part. Um, But live your dreams, you know, once you figure out what it's what's right for you, just harness it, go for it. You know, and every step along the way, you'll learn something, you'll figure it out, you know, you'll, you'll, uh, you'll talk to whoever you need to. I'm always here for questions for anybody out there that's listening. Um, I love it. I'm passionate about it. You know, by no means am I doing it the right way. You know, I don't know if there is a right way, but I'm doing it. Um, and so, like I said, if I can do it, anybody can do it. So yeah, absolutely. Live your dreams. (laughs) So anyways, well, I want to thank everybody. Thank you, Gina, um, for some great questions. And I want to thank everyone who turned in for this podcast today. Please make sure, go ahead and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. You know, share our posts with your friends. We love hearing from you. Ask us questions. Um, Call our office if you ever want to talk one-on-one. We're here all the time. Uh, PoorsPlasticSurgery.com for any uh, info that you might need. Y'all have a great day.